We're in the Gemara, towards the bottom of Davav Amid Beis, the first word on the line is Kachim, where it says Rabbi Yechenen Omar. The Gemara here is discussing the leftovers of a carbon Pesach, which is used as a Shlomim. So the Gemara here will tell us a few different halachas on this. Rabbi Yechenen Omar, Rabbi Yechenen said, Aldo, regarding this halacha, Olil Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina argued with the Chachamim. And he said as follows, The Inon Omrin, the Chachamim say, when you're going to bring a carbon Pesach, that it's leftovers and you're bringing it in the rest of the year. So we said that the leftovers of the Pesach becomes a Shlomim, but it does not change to become a Shlomim unless you actually shecht it L'Shem Shlomim. If you shechted it L'Shem Eila or L'Shem anything else, but not L'Shem Shlomim, it will not become a Shlomim. But Rabchanini said, I argue and say, I feel oila, even if you shechted it, oila, it doesn't matter. Every carbon pesach that's shechted during the year automatically becomes a shlamin. So Rav Ila explained, time The basis of this halacha that Rabbi Yechenin said in the name of Rabchanina is because the pasik that we brought before, im karbonai. Lezevach Shlomim, if you're bringing from Tzayin, and the Gemara said that this includes Min HaTzayin, includes also the carbon Pesach that's brought Min HaTzayin, so it becomes a Shlomim. The Pasuk says, Lezevach Shlomim, it could have said, Imen HaTzayin Karbonai Shlomim. Why does it say the word Zevach Shlomim? So we learn from this, Kol Shuhu Zevach, however it was shechted for, whether it was shechted to be a Shlomim, sorry about that, whether it was shechted to be an Eila, it doesn't matter. Whatever it was shechted for, it automatically becomes a carbon shlamim. That's the reason for Rabbi Yechenin. Now the Gemara has the following psul. What's if he was bringing the carbon, shlam, the carbon Pesach, that is, not on uh, Pesach, but a, during the year, and instead of having the kavana for shlamim, as we were speaking about over here, he had the kavana l'shem Eila. But besides that, he also had a machsheves psul. He had the machshave uh, to do the halach, to be makr of the carbon, not the way it's supposed to. So the question is, will it change? Will it change to become a shlamim or not? So there's two issues here, because not only did he think that it should be used as an oila, he also was having a machshave as psul. So maybe then it does not change from being a Pesach to become a shlamim. So the Gemara asks, What's the, what, what kind of a question is this? Hey Chavida, what's the case? Shachta l'shem oila. If you shechted it, as an oila, thinking that it should be an oila. Almanas lizrek dama lamachar, and he had a machshav as psul. This is the machshav of pigle, that he's going to do the zrika in the, in the wrong time. He's going to do the zrika tomorrow. That's the case that your question was. Either way, this is a carbon that's going to be possible. It's pigle. So, what's the relevance of your question if he, if he shechted the Pesach during the year, a shame oila, and also with a machshav as psul? Your question is, does it become a shlomim or not? But either way, it's possible. So the Gemara says, no, the nafgimina will be as follows. The nafgimina will be whether it will be pigol or not. We had this before when we learned the Gemara Psachim, there's a rule regarding pigol. A carbon does not become pigol unless everything else about the carbon is kosher. Then pigol takes effect. And there's the special status of pigol, which means that you have kodas if you eat it. But if besides the fact that it's pigol, it's also not a kosher or carbon for other reasons, so then even if it's possible, but it won't be pigol. And therefore, there's no kodes. So therefore, the nafkemina here will be as follows. In Tamar, if you're going to say, that even when you have this machsheves psul of pigol, and also, you were thinking that you're bringing it as an oila, but nevertheless, it does become a shlomim. And now, 
This is a shlamim, which you had a machshav of pigle, so then pigle. Then it will become pigle and you'll be chayav kodes. In Tamar, but if you're going to say, Ein mishtane, psul, that because you, you were thinking that it should be an oila, and then you also thought machshava of pigle, but because it's puzzle, besides the fact that it's pigle, because when you think that it should be an oila, it does not become a shlomim, it remains like a Pesach that you're bringing in the rest of the year, so it's anyways puzzle. besides it being pigle, so then the girsi you have to be guided here is puzzle. Then it's only going to be puzzle, but it's not going to be pigle. Because it's puzzle without it being pigle, so it cannot become pigle. So that's the relevance of the shaila that was asked over here. And the Gemara doesn't give an answer. Another question regarding the carbon Pesach that was brought, not in its time on Yudal Nissen. It was brought, let's say you were Makdish your carbon Pesach on a Shchedish Nissen, and you bring your carbon Pesach early, before that time. And he brings the carbon Lishmoy Vishalei Lishmoy. You're bringing it, having in mind that it should be for the carbon Pesach, but also thinking that it should be as a shlamim. So you have two of these machshavas, Bishar, Yemay, Sashana, and one of the other days of the year before it came the time on Yudal Nissen. So what's going to be the halacha? Do I say because you thought of it to be Lashma, so you're bringing a Pesach in the rest of the year, so it's going to be possible? Or do I say since you had a Kavana Shaloy Lashma, that it should be for a Shlamim, so therefore it's going to be good? This is a, this is a discussion that the Gemara speaks about in Mesech the Psachim and the Bavli as well. So Rabbon Bar Chiyeh B'Shem Shmuel Bar Abba said, Mikivin She'ein Loy Shem. Since you had a Kavana Shaloy Lashma, that it should be brought for a Shlamim. Nasu, so then what I compare this to is, just like any carbon Pesach that you brought before its time, and you brought it and with being quiet. What does the Gemara mean? Any time a person would take a carbon Pesach and he brings it before its time. So if you don't have anything in mind, what is that carbon? Automatically, that carbon is a carbon Pesach. It's, be, it's being brought before its time. It's been designated for a carbon Pesach. So, Stam, I say that it's a, it's a carbon Pesach. But nevertheless, you have in mind that it should be brought as a Shlomim that uproots the Stam of the carbon, which would be a Pesach. It was designated for a Pesach. It's not bringing the Pesach after the uh, Pesach. You're right, it can't. But still, the actual Behemoth, you designated it for a Pesach. Right, but then you checked it before. Before the time, so right? So if you shechted it before the time, what's going to happen? And you have in mind shaloi lishma that it should be brought as a shlamim. So the fact that you had in mind that it should be brought as a shlamim, it uproots the status that it had as a Pesach to become a shlamim. So just like that's true in such a case where this was done b'shtike, meaning you never had a befeidish a kavana that it should be brought as a Pesach. You just brought it as what it is. It's, it's L'chadchila was a Pesach, but since you had a Kavana for Shaloy Lishma, which is for a Shlamim, it uproots its status for a Pesach. Well, who cost it, right? So therefore he says the same thing over here. If you brought a carbon Pesach before its time, and you were thinking that it should be for a Pesach, but then you also were thinking that it should be for a Shlamim, what you thought, what you thought second, that it should be for a Shlamim, uproots the status of what you thought first, that it should be a Pesach, and therefore it'll be kosher. That's the comparison he makes. Amalei, so then he said to him, and if, if this is the comparison, Im Kain, who, if so, so maybe we could take this even a step further. If you shechted it, l'shem Pesach, almanas to sprinkle the blood, so the, the shechita was totally with the kavana that it should be for a Pesach. And then the kavana that it should be for a shlamim was only re- regarding the zrike. 
So should I say Yase Mishar Ishaina that it should be considered from the beginning It should be just like you did the Shita itself for a carbon pesach, even if you didn't have it in mind befeish, it was just Bishtika. You just took the carbon pesach and brought it stam. So it was a carbon Pesach, and then you also had a mind Shaloy Lushma, which is for the Shlomim, and then what happens? Kasha. It should be Kasha. In other words, what he's saying is, buy a carbon Pesach that was brought before its time. You brought it as a Pesach. It, that's what it automatically is. It, it is a Pesach. But then you had a mind that the Zrika should be for a Shlomim. Isn't that enough to uproot it from being a Pesach to become a Shlomim, even if it was only regarding the Zrika that you had that Kavana? So should we apply back the same thing and say as well that if you had L'Chadchila B'Fedish a Kavana for L'Shem Pesach and then you had a Kavana for the Zrika L'Shem Shlomim, that it should be Kosher? Again, this was discussed in the Gemara and Pesachim. Huh? Yeah, it's the main thing. Yeah, it was there in the Gemara Pesachim. Yeah, Omer Abba Mari, Abba Mari said, "I disagree to the whole premise of your question." Ma Neimar, what are we going to say? What's the halacha? Bishtike. If he did the shchita without thinking anything, he did the shchita bishtike quietly, and he brought it. The, the Pesach, he's bringing a Pesach quietly. And then only afterwards for the Zrike, he thinks that he's doing it for a Shlomim. Kosher? Is that actually going to be Kosher as a Shlomim? Or perhaps maybe even in that case, I have a question about this. I'm not actually sure. Maybe in such a case, since he only thought about the Zrike to be L'Shem Shlomim, maybe it will still be possible. So the whole premise of your question that he was saying that in such a case, it will for sure be good because he thought for the Zrike to be for a Shlomim is not necessarily true. And again, the Gemara doesn't resolve this question. You're going to come to the base and this. You can tell the Kohen doing this. The shame Pesach on your days and Right. This is what happened. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's there. Okay. Meiser Nazir. Going back to what it said in the Mishnah, the leftovers of a Nazir, Linedova. That becomes uh, for the donations, for the use, for the Mizbeach, in times when the Mizbeach is empty. Said, when is this the case? That's only if the chatos of the nazir is brought at the end. When it comes to a nazir, there are three different karbanas that every nazir have to bring. The ayla, a shlamim, and a chatos. So even though there is an order of how they have to be brought, but it's not ma'akiv. Whatever order you bring, your yaitse, your, your mitzvahs of bringing the carbon of a nazir. So he's saying that the only time I say that the leftovers of a Nazir will become an Adava for the Mizbeach, that's if the Chatas is brought at the end. But if the Eulah is brought the last, or the Shlomim is brought the last, so then the leftovers, what's the Allah of the leftovers of an Eulah? It becomes an Eulah. The leftovers of a Shlomim become a Shlomim. If it's only if the chatas is brought the last, then I say the leftovers of a chatas, the halacha always is that it becomes on a dava for the mizbeach. So the same thing will be over here. Avalikarvu shlamim b'saif. If the shlamim is brought last, maestran shlamim, then the leftovers is a shlamim. This is Rav Chista. Rav Zira disagrees and says, I feel a karvu shlamim l'basaif, even if the shlamim is brought last. Halacha achasi benazir, the halacha by nazir is that it's all one. That the leftovers will become a nadava. Since part of the karbanis of a nazir is also a chatas, so even if that chatas was brought earlier, and now the leftovers is only a leftovers from the shlamim, that was, that's what was brought last. But it doesn't matter. There's a halacha lamaisha misina by the nazir that whatever is left over of it should become a nadava. 
So now the Gemara says, Masnite Messiah Leledain, or Masnite Messiah Leledain. We have a Braisa that will prove, that will bring a Raya to one opinion and a Braisa Raya to the other opinion. Masnite Messiah Leledain, we have a Braisa that's a proof for Abzira's opinion because it says in the Braisa as follows. Elohein Mois Stumen. These are monies that were put aside and it was not specified which monies should be used for what. So again, as I said, the Nazir has to bring a Eila, a Shlomim, and a Chatos. So if the Nazir puts aside money to bring all of his Karbanis, and he did not specify which part of the money should be for the Chatos, which for the Eila, which for the Shlomim. So then, Kol Shedmei Chatos Meisais Mu'uraves Behen. If you have the money of a Chatos, that's from a person that even died, that is mixed into this money, so then the leftovers of this will become a nedove. And the Gemara adds, And even if you then went and separated money to be specifically for the chatas, this is considered to be money that the chatas is mixed into it, and therefore the leftovers will be a nedove. So what do we see in this b'raisa? Even after you separated from this money that L'Chadchila included Chathas in it, then you separated money specifically for the Chathas. So now the leftover money is only for the Eulah and the Shlamim. And then you had the person died, Meisais, the person died and you have the leftovers of the Eulah and the Shlamim, it'll have the status like a Chathas, like leftovers of a Chathas, which is in a Dove, exactly like Rabbi Zeira said. Masnita Messiah Rav Chista, we have another Braise, that's a Raya to Rav Chista. A person says, this money should be a Nazir. We're speaking about a Nazir that says, this money should be for my Chathos. And the rest, for my other Karbanas that I have to bring as a Nazir, which is an Eulah and a Shlomim. And the person dies. So what's the Allah when the person dies? So the Braise the, the, the here is, is saying that the person dies. What happens if a person dies? What do you do with the Karb Machatos? The Karb Machatos has to be taken out to graze and then to, um, to uh, become puzzle. And then you could um, actually, sorry, the, the, when a person dies and didn't bring his Karb Machatos, the Karb Machatos has to be left to die. This is what's called Chatois HaMesos. It's left to die. And then the Braise says, Mayalin Bekulon. What does this mean? So here's the halacha regarding me'ila. Me'ila for a carbon oila because it's kotche kotchem and it has to totally be burnt on the mizbeach. If you have any hana of it before it's brought, there's a halacha of me'ila. You mail in that. By carbon shlamim, it's not so. What's carbon shlamim designated for? For the bailam to eat it. Big part of the shlamim, the bailam eat. So therefore, by carbon shlamim, there is no me'ila. Only after the zrike of the dam, on the Mizbeach, then there's the Me'il that's possible for there to be Me'ila on the Shlomim. So if you have money that has mixed Eulah and Shlomim into it, and you used from that money, is there Me'ila or not? From, because of the money of Eulah that's in it, there should be Me'ila. Because money of the Shlomim in it, there should not be Me'ila. So the Braise says, if you used all the monies, then you're going to be mile because you definitely used the money of the Eulah as well. But if you only use part of the money, so that part that you used could be from the Shlomim, so there's no Me'ila there. This is the Braise. So now the Gemara clarifies and says, It does not say here in this Braise that that if there was the money for the Chatos there, so if he dies, the money should go to Anadava. What does it say over here? The money does not go to Anadava. Right? Because he separated the money of the Chatos, 
So therefore, the other karbanas, the oila and the shlamim, it does not go to an adava. So this is like what Rav Chista said, that because you were makri of the karbanas chatas earlier, and then the oila and the shlamim are left afterwards, so the oila and the shlamim, what happens to their leftovers? It becomes an oila, becomes a shlamim. So so too in this b'raisa, what did it say? Umeis, when you die, so what do you do? The carbon chatas is left to die. And the oila and the shlamim, the leftovers of the oila and the shlamim, it doesn't say that it becomes an adava. So therefore we see, like Rav Chista said. Rav Chista, Omar, Rav Chista said another halacha. The leftovers of the bread of the nazir, together with the carbon of the nazir, there was also breads that were brought, which was in the chitas in this week, we're learning it in the Chumash, Parshish Tzav speaks about the carbon teida. Your cup should be left to rat. There's nothing you can do with it. It can't be used for another carbon. Om Rav Yaisi, Rav Yaisi said, V'yo'os. This was well said. Why? To bring the bread as, as, as a carbon mincha for itself, you can't. There's no bread that's ever brought for itself. To use it for another nazir, you also can't. Any person that becomes a nazir, when he takes upon himself to be a nazir, he has to designate his own breads. He can't use the breads from someone else. Therefore, we have to say, the leftovers of the breads of a nazir, Yorkov, has to be left to rat. So now that the, the Talmidim, when they heard this halacha from Rav Chista, they thought to say that the same halacha that we're saying regarding the breads, that it's left to rat, the same halacha applies regarding the leftovers of the nesachim, of the wines that were used on the Mizbeach, that it also has to be left and it can't be used at all. Um, Rabbi Yaisi Barabun, so Rabbi Yaisi Barabun said, no, that's not, that's not, you can't compare the two. The leftovers of the wine, since the wine is any leftovers of like a chatas, becomes an adava for the Mizbeach. The breads which are eaten from the Nazir have a halach of kachim kalim. The wine which is totally poured in the Mizbeach and nobody else has any anah of it, that has a status of kachim kachim, and therefore the leftovers become an adava. Like says, Al daite de barabun. According to what Rabbi Yaisi now said, and we take out the word Shmuel here, most of the Mepharshim are not going to Shmuel here. I'll leave it to Rav Chista. So this is that Rabbi Yaisi Barabun said according to Rav Chista, regarding this Maisen Nesachim, that since it's Kach Kachim, therefore it becomes an Adave. So Rav Chizde, that's the Gersa, that, not Rav Chia, but Rav Chista, Rav Chizde, and here you have to put in Shmuel. Rav Chizde, and Shmuel, and Abelazar, they all said the same Alacha, that anything that's Kach Kachim, the leftovers becomes an adava for the Mizbeach. Rav Chizde, Ahoda Amara. Rav Chizde, this that, that was just said on the halacha of Rav Chizde, that only the leftover breads have to be left to rat, but the leftover wine becomes kachikachim. Since it's kachikachim, that is, it becomes an adava. Shmuel, where do we see that Shmuel holds of this? Amar Rabbi Yaisi, because Rabbi Yaisi said, we had this before in the Gemara, Adda not Taman, when I was in Bavel, Shamit Kail Rabbi Yehuda, Shal Shmuel, I heard the voice of Rabbi Yehuda asking Shmuel, Hifrish Shikloi Umeis, a person that separated money for the Machzas HaShekel and then he died, what do we do with the Machzas HaShekel? Amalei Yiplul in Adava, it should be in Adava, why should it be in Adava? Because the Machzas HaShekel is used for the Karbanist Tzibor, which are Kachikachim, so therefore the leftovers of that is in Adava, so we see that Shmuel holds that the leftovers of Kachi Kachim is in a dava. And Abliyazar, amen, Abliyazar said, Maisa, Sidis, Ha'efe, Shaloi, 
the leftovers of the Asiris Eif, of the carbon mincha, of the Kayan Gadol, what do you do with it? Rabbi Yechenon says you can't do anything with it, you can take it to the Yama Melech and pour it out over there. Rabbi since the carbon mincha of the Kayan Gadol is Kachik Kachim, so therefore it becomes an Adava. So these are the three Amirayim that held that any leftovers of Kachik Kachim becomes an Adava. Zakta Mishneh, another halacha regarding leftovers. Maisa Shvuyim, the leftovers of tzedakah that was collected for people that were in captivity. So you had leftovers of this tzedakah. L'shvuyim, keep it for the future if you would become into use for need for, to, to redeem other people from captivity. Maisa Shavoy, money that was collected for a specific individual that was in captivity. Lo'isa Shavoy, has to be for that person. Maisa Aniyim. Leftover monies of tzedakah that was collected for poor people, aniyim. Keep it for the future for other aniyim. Maiser ani, the leftover's money for one particular ani, loisa ani. Keep it for that ani if he needs it in the future. Maiser amaisim, leftover monies that was collected for the need, for the burial of a person, lemaisim. It should be used so if it was, if it was collected for all people that need assistance in their burial, lemaisim. So use it for other maisim. Maiser mace, if money was collected for one particular mace, so then you give it to the ones that are inheriting him. Rabbi Meir argues and says, No, it's going to have to sit until Leo and Novi comes because he had a suffix what should be done with it. So he says it has to, be, it has to remain for Leo and Novi to tell us. Rab Nassan says, the leftovers of the money collected for someone's burial, use it for the Matseva to build him a monument on his cave. So therefore, Rab Meir had a suffix if we do like the Tanakama, that it goes to the Yershim, or like the Rab Nassim, that it goes for a Nefesh al Kivra, and therefore he said, just leave it for Aliyah Wanavi to decide. If you collected money for somebody thinking that he doesn't have any money for his burial, and then you find out that there's enough money available and the money was not at all used for this person's burial. So what do you do? Rab Yirmiya thought to say, so just like it said in the Mishnah that you used money for this person's burial, but there was leftover money, so it goes to the Yershim. So the same is here, even if none of it got used at all, it goes to the Yershim. Think to yourself, is what you're saying make sense? People that gave this stocker only gave it for the purpose of this person's burial. In other words, how can you compare it to the Mishnah? In the Mishnah, the money was used for this person's burial and there was leftovers. So the leftovers goes for the, for the Yarshim. But over here, it turns out that the money was not at all needed for this cause. So how could you give it to the Yarshim? Amalei, so Rav Yirmiyeh says to him, amaris. I didn't say the halacha that I said with certainty. I saw it, I was thinking, I'm not sure about it, about this. At minonloch. And you're saying with such certainty that we can't compare this case, are you so sure about this? So the Gemara leaves it sort of as a suffix, what you do with this money that was not used at all for the cause of the burial that it was collected for. Tani b'shem Rab Nassim, in the name of Rab Nassim we learned, the leftover money, of a ma- if that was collected for a mace, you build a, a matzev on his cave. And also there's another thing that it could be used for, they used to sprinkle wine on the mace in order to take away the bad aroma, it could be used for that as well. Tani, we learned, you do not redeem a person that's in captivity from money that was used, that was collected for another person that was in captivity. That's Shavi B'Shavi. And also, Ve'ein Goivin Talis B'Talis. You can't collect money for one person that was in captivity 
and then use it for another person. Sorry, again, one person that needs a talus, that needs tzedakah for, uh, to buy a talus, to buy clothing. You can't use it for a different person that needs clothing. And, but Those got boyim of tzedakah, when they use the money of tzedakah that was designated for one person, they take it for someone else, we're not going to protest against them. Tani said, Ein We don't have to make a monument for the tzaddikim on their keve. their words of Teireh, That is the greatest memory for them. When you learn their Teireh, so then you don't need more than a, of a metzeve. That's their memory. Rabbi Yechenen, so the Gemara brings a story in connection to this. Rabbi Yechenen have a mismach v'ozel. Al He was walking and he was leaning on Rabchiyah Baraba. came from a distance and he saw Rabbi Yechenin and he hid from in front of Rabbi Yechenin. Rabbi Yechenin said, Tarti Milayu This this person from Bavel, which was Rabbi Yezer, there are two things that he did that I'm not happy about. Chada, one thing I'm not happy about, the Leishol B'Shloime. He sees me from a distance and he doesn't come to say Shalom Aleichem. And the Chada, and another thing I'm not happy with him is Mitame. He's hiding from me. Why is he hiding from me? Amalei Rav Yaakov Baridi, he said Rav Yaakov Baridi, they wanted to be Malamat Tzchus and Rabbi Yezah said, Kach Nihigin Gaboin. This is the custom of the way the people in Bavl act. The Zi'ire Leishol B'Shloime De Someone that's on, the, uh, a, a, on a lower level, does not come and approach a person that's on a higher level to say Shalom Aleichem to him, out of respect. You know, he doesn't say Shalom Aleichem. The Inon Nogin, Umekaimen, their custom is that they fulfill what the Pasuk says, Ra'uni Narim V'nechbu, the young lads saw me and they hid, V'yishishim Kamu the older ones got up and stood in front of me, so therefore he hid from me. Omar Luhu, Surab Yechenin said, Ma'ol, Omar Luhu, so this is uh, the limut schos um, that Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi said for uh, Rabbi Yezer. Okay, but then the Gemara brings another limut schos that he said for him. Amar lahu mahu lemevat kami da duret salmi. So he asked him a question that will lead to another limut schos. So he asks him the following question: Are you allowed to walk in front of this avedizara? Salmi is avedizara. This avedizara called adura. Are you allowed to walk there? Amalei, Rabbi Yechenin said, Why are you giving this honor for this Avedizara to say that you shouldn't be allowed to walk in front of it? If you, if you, if you give it honor, so then you want, don't walk it in front of it. Just walk wherever you want to go. Just close your eyes and walk wherever you want to go. Don't make an issue out of the Avedizara that you don't want to walk in front of it out of respect. So now he said, If so, now you'll understand why Rabbi Yezah didn't walk in front of you because of the honor and the respect and the fear that he had of you, therefore he didn't walk in front of you. Okay, but Rabbi Yechenin was not appeased with all this because as we see here, that there was really another reason why he was upset with Rabbi Yezah. But there's another thing that this Bavla, this Rabbi Yezah from Bavl did. He would repeat things that I taught him. And he didn't say it in my name. That was the main reason he was upset. So this is connected to the Gemara before when we spoke about saying over a person's uh, the thing after he passes away. So he was upset that he didn't say the divrei in his name. Rabbi went to Rabbi Yechenin to appease him. Amrulai they said to him, Rabbi, 
This is the incident that happened in the shul of the Tarsim, which is the coppersmiths. They were arguing about a nager. There's this um, piece of wood that's used to, to, to close the door. Uh, how do they translate nager there? The, they, they, when they would lock the doors in those times, they would stick the piece of wood into the ground. And it has a sort of a knob on the, on the tip of it as a glustere. So the question is, is this muktza on Shabbos? It could also be used to crush things. It could be used also for food items. But the question is, because it's a piece of wood, is it muktza or not? So there was a big argument between Rabbi Yezah and Rabbi Yezah about this. And the argument became so heated and so fierce. That they came to rip a sefetere with their anger. So the Gemara asks, really? They actually went and ripped the sefetere? The Gemara says, no, no, no. Elo, what happened was, they were learning and they had a sefetere and one was pulling it in one direction and another was pulling it in the other direction and the sefetere got torn. And there was an older person there, Rabbi Yesi ben Kisma Shmai. This was Rabbi Yesi ben Kisma and Omar, he said, Miyani, I wonder if this shul will not one day turn into a base of Eidizara after such an incident that's cut out of the anger. So, because of this, this place will become a base of Eidizara. So, basically, what Rabbi and Rabbi are telling Rabbi Yechenen is don't be upset at Rabbi You see what happens out of anger, what can happen. So, he's trying to appease him with this. But Rabbi Yechenen answered Rabbi Amir Abbasi and said, Are you talking to me as if Rabbi Yezah is my friend? That I have an argument with him? I'm his teacher and he's my student. He has an obligation to say other things in my name. So this is not, he didn't accept this uh, analysis, this, this uh, comparison to the story that happened in the argument between Rabbi Yezah and Rabbi Yezah. So then Rabbi Yaakov came to Rabbi Yechen and Amalei and said to him, Ksiv, the Pasuk says, Like Hashem commands Moshe Yeshua. This is what Moshe told Yeshua. This is a Pasuk in Yeshua that describes what Yeshua said. Everything Yeshua said was what the Abishta commanded Moshe. So now Rabbi Yaakov said, Is it every single time, every single word that Yeshua sat and said, he would also say, This is what Moshe said. No, he didn't do that. Yeshua would darshan and say, Everybody knows that Yeshua doesn't say things from his own. He knows that it comes from, everyone knows that it comes from, the, from Moshe. It's the same with you. Eliezer, Yeshiv, Adairish. Eliezer is darshaning and Akel Yaidin. Everybody knows that the Tayra that he says is really yours. So you didn't have to say it with Fetish because everyone knows it. That was the Limutzchos on Rabbi Yezer. Amalehan, this Rabbi Yechanan accepted, and then he actually said, Why couldn't you appease me? Why couldn't you clarify this to me like Benidi, our friend? Okay, so this he accepted. Now the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan, my kula hai, the boy, the yemim, shmaitim, shmei. Why was he so particular about this that he wanted that the halacha should be said in his name? What difference does it make? The divrei teir is being said, so what's the difference? The Av, so the Gemara brings the sources because we also find David David also asked that the Divrei should be said in his name. Shanama the Pasuk says until him, I should live in your tent forever, and I should be in the shade of your hands forever. Did David Amalek think that he'll live forever? What was he asking for? 
should be zeiche that my devreteire, which refers actually to the tilim, should be said in Beis Aknesis and Beis Amedrash all the time. So he wanted his name and his teire to be mentioned in Beis Aknesis and the Beis Amedrash all the time. So the so Rebbeichen wanted the same. Shimon is zidu b'shem Rabbi Yitzchak Omar. He said, "Kol tamut chacham shoemim u'dvar alacham mipiv boilem azeh." Any tamut chacham that words of alacha are said in his name in this world, tzfasav reichashes imoy bakever. His lips are moving with him in his kever. Shenemar it says in the pasuk, "V'chachech v'chichech kayayin atoyv." Your mouth is like it has good wine in it, and then it says, "Doyviv sifse yishanim." The mouth of those that are slumbering, all those that are buried, are moving. What's the comparison here? Ma Just like when you have a bowl of grapes and you touch it. So You place your hands on moist grapes. The grapes, the wine oozes out. When you say the in the name of a tzaddik that passed away, their lips are moving in the caver. And the, the Rebbe once brought this Gemara and said what that means is that it reverberates in the entire world. Just like when you have any movement in one place in the world, so it reverberates in the rest of the world. That's the Teva, right? It's like you throw a rock into, into water, it reverberates in the rest of the water. The same is also in the airspace. So the point the Gemara is saying over here is that the Kayach of the Tzaddik reverberates into the entire world. What is the actual benefit that a Tzaddik has from the fact that Divrei Teira said in his name? The comparison he gave was like, eat, like drinking two cases of konditen, which was some kind of a mixture of wine and honey and spices. Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, like someone that drinks old wine. Even if he drank it a while ago, the taste is still in his mouth. So this is the Indian of the, the source of where you see that they wanted that the Teda should be said in their name. Rav Gidol Amar Rav Gidol said, When you say over a divrei teira in the place of in the, in the name of a certain person, you should picture as if the person you're saying in his name is right there across to you. Shenema the pasuk says, with the image of the person that you're saying the divrei teira from him should be in front, walk with you, should go in front of you. Ksiv it says in the pasuk, Rav Adam Yikra Ish Chazdoi that. What, what does this mean? Rav Adam Yikrish Chazdoi Zeh Shar Kolodom. This refers to all people. When it says Rav Adam, it means all people. Yikra Ish Chazdoi. They say over the, the Teira Chazdoi. Mepharshim say goes on Teira. Teira is called Teira's Chesed in the Pasik. So they, they say over Divrei Teira in the name of people, and they're not very particular about who is the one that said it. But who could find someone that's more faithful and more particular about making sure that when he says over something that in a person's name that he actually said it. And who is this? Rabzi'ira. Rabzi'ira would make sure that the one that he says it over in his name actually said it. The Amar Rabzi'ira, because we know that Rabzi'ira said, We don't have to be concerned about what Rabzi'ira said and the things that Rabzi'ira said says over in the name of certain people, why don't we have to be concerned? The reason is, because Rav is a person that had an open heart, and whatever he says over, he's very particular about what he says over, and therefore, we don't have to be concerned about Rav Sheshis. So the fact that Rav Zi'ira said this, regarding Rav Sheshis, we see that otherwise he was very particular about who he said over things from. 
as what the Gemara is going to quote here in a moment. There are other Mepharshim that actually say the Pshat regarding Rav Sheshis in the exact opposite. Rav Sheshis was blind. We just learned this in the Gemara Psachim. Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshis were blind. So Rav Sheshis, he said that when, when he says over in the name of Rav Sheshis, he's very concerned to know if Rav Sheshis actually knows who he heard it from. Since he was blind, so therefore Lav Davka Rav Sheshis knew who he was learning from. So the Gersa is, I mean not the Gersa, the interpretation of here is less non Sirich and Chashosha. We should be concerned when we say over something the name of Rav Sheshis, did he know? Because he gavrim aftechem. Aftechem means he has open eyes. This is like a lashon of Sagi Noher, that he was blind, so therefore we should be concerned. And we see again Rav Zira was very particular about this. Omle Rav Zira le Rav Asi. He t- said to Ravasi, Chakim Rebi le Barpasia, are you, are you clear about the Barpasia that you say over Divretaire in his name? Did you learn from him directly that, oh, Mashmaita, Mishmei, you say over things in his name, do you know for sure that he said it? And Amale, Rabbi Yaisi, so Amale, so he answered him, Ravasi answered him, Rabbi Yechen and Amra Mishmei. When I'm saying over things from Barpasia, Rabbi Yechanan is the one that said it from Barpasia. So therefore, I rely on Rabbi Yechanan. Similar thing, only Rabzira Leravasi. Rabzira said to Ravasi, Chakim Rabbi Lerav, that do you know for sure when you say over things in the name of Rav, the Ad Oma Shmait, you're saying over Halachas in his name, do you know for sure that Rav is the one that said it? Omalei, so he said to him, I'm relying on Ravada Barava. Ravada Barava, Omra Mishmei, Ravada Barava said it in his name, and therefore I'm relying on him. So we see here that Rav Zi'ide was very particular in saying over things in the name of the person that said it. The Rebbe has uh, different places. The Rebbe speaks about this Indian of Kolayim Adava B'Shem The whole Indian of Divrei Teireh is not just the Chachma of it, it's also the Teireh, the, the Neisna Teireh. So when you say over in someone's name and it traces back to where it comes from all the way to Meisha Misinai, so that's the receiving Teireh from the Eibishter, the, the Neisna Teireh, not just the Chachma of the Teireh. That's the, one of the Inyanim of saying over B'Shem Oimre. Now the Gemara brings back an Indian that it says regarding David HaMelech. We mentioned before David HaMelech, so the Gemara says, Ein doish, ein There's no generation that there are no Litzanim. Kedoidoi shel David, just like we find that there were Litzanim, those scoffers and mockers in the, in the generation of David HaMelech. What would the Prutzim, the, the Litzanim of that generation do? They would go to the window where David HaMelech was and they would scream to him and say, David, David, When are we going to build a base of Mikdash? When are we going to go to the house of Hashem? David HaMelech promised them they're going to build a base of Mikdash. And David would say, Even though their intent is to make me angry, Something bad should happen to me if it won't be true that I actually am happy with what they are saying. I'm happy with those people that were mocking me saying, let's go to the, build the house of the Eibishter. So David HaMelech wasn't zeichet to build a base of Mikdash, but he was happy with the fact that they were saying this. And then there's a Pasuk that says, The Eibishter tells David HaMelech when your life will come to its full Time, you'll pass away with your forefathers. What is the Abisha telling him? The Abisha tells David Amalek, I'm going to give you your days of your life complete, and I'm not going to miss even one day. The only big mile when you're going to pass away is that Shlaim Amalek is going to come and build the Beis Mikdash. So, what's going to be the big mile of the Beis Mikdash? Because you're going to bring Karbanas there. 
it's cherished upon me. The tzedakah and the righteousness and the, the justice that you do in this world, more than the karbanas that Shleim HaMalach brings. When you have tzedakah and justice, that's more chosen to the Abishar more than karbanas.